0: You're listening to Your Highness Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined by Jamie London Wahlberg, an unconditional love coach and plant powered healer. How are you doing today, Jamie? Namaste, Diana. Thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. Grateful to be here. See, I need to start everything with namaste because it sounds so much nicer. It, like it invites you in, you know? <laughs> Um, I'm just like already to talk to you like, oh, I just love the way you say that. So we are going to start this episode as we do every episode with our recurring segment, Fave Pot and Fave Not Pot, where each of us discuss our current cannabis and non-cannabis related item that we're just like really feeling right now. So (laughs) I'm going to start with my Fave Pot. And that is the organic CBD salve from The Healing Rose, which is an amazing small company in Massachusetts. Um, They do a lot of great work outside of um, offering amazing products, so I definitely recommend checking them out. But the product itself, it's a lemon ginger with menthol and... I love mentholated products, but some people don't, right? Like, it can be a little much for some people, but I love it. (laughs) I love the smell and the feel. But this is actually so lightweight that it's not overpowering, and it works really well, especially after a workout or if you're just old like me. (laughs) It's really great for those sore muscles. Um, So what is your fave pot right now, Jamie?
1: Uh, well, first of all, I love that recommendation, looking into that immediately after this. Uh, my fave pot is honestly the Metaphysical Cannabis Oracle deck, which is by my dear friend and spiritual mother, the uh, amazing Maggie Wilson, and illustrated by Ejiwa Ebenebe. I legitimately use it almost every single day. I have the honor of being a part of uh, this deck and inspiration, but truly, it's really a magical journey that Maggie has gone through and received such a powerful deck whereby plant spirits of all kinds, but certainly cannabis is highlighted, um, comes together with spirituality in a way that is so profound. Whether you use cannabis or not, it's something that you can enjoy and um, it's sitting right next to me and I just couldn't be happier to have it.
0: That is so magical that you brought that up because she is a good friend of the show. She has been on many times and she donated one of those decks as a giveaway for a recent dispensary event that I did and the woman who actually won it said that she uh, made an intention before she entered right like she had spoken to her other witchy friends and they said like make an intention you know start doing that when you enter giveaways like i'm going to win this and she did and what better giveaway <laughs> i mean that's such an magical gift I love that you're bringing her up it's just so cool <laughs> and you're in the deck you want to talk about that for a minute
1: <laughs> sure um I'm honestly still shocked to this day I don't under- understand <laughs> how I have the honor of this but I'm truly honored um yeah one day Maggie was like surprise um you know I you're this is like way before it had come out and, and of course you know I had known that she was channeling the deck I didn't realize at the time how long um, and she just says, you know, uh, you're a part of this deck and you're the last card. And I was like, what? And when everything came together, my understanding was that um, Edge uh, is how uh, the illustrator likes to go by um, Edge had not seen what I looked like. Maggie only gave the description, the channeling of what the card was, and yet the card wow. looks identical to me. When people see it, I wow, mean I have a little bit longer there then. Yeah, it looks identical to me.
0: Behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> Behind the scenes info, yeah. people. You're getting it fresh right here.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's it was just so incredibly divine and moving. It's um, an incredible card, really the source card, the last card, the culmination of everything that you learn within the deck and it's just the deepest honor. I I there's really nothing more that I can say in English to convey what it means to be a part of this deck, um, not only of the honor for Maggie, but what the deck is truly capable of doing. And that card, the Mabuti card, is important to to take in.
0: Yes. Um, I'm still learning about tarot, but I love how you just said that not uh, any words I can't put into English. Like, I feel that so much. (laughs) 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 Um, so my fave not pot is still in the plant medicine family, but it's not pot. So Silhouette actually sent me an aphrodisiac stack. And it has a mixture of psilocybin, I know I'm going to say this wrong, norbacystin and psilocybin. All right. So anyway, it has a, <laughs> a combination. Um, I'm just going to read what it says here very quickly. Um, when ingested, psilocybin has both serotonin, forget it. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I'll read it. Um, it says, when ingested, psilocybin has both serotonergenic, I'm saying that wrong, and dopaminergic effects, helping to mediate emotions and moods, such as anxiety, depression, cognition, sex, learning, and memory, appetite, and many other biological, neurological, and neuropsychiatric processes. So, um, They harness the full-spectrum power of ethnogenic mushrooms, and they bring you a formula that has no preservatives, no toxic additives, and no nonsense. And the mushrooms are grown in organic conditions, and I know um, the person behind this brand, and I know he takes customer safety very seriously. So um, I'm really excited to try it, and also the packaging freaking love the packaging (laughs) it's in such a cool box and and they're like the little microdose gummies they're like the perfect size and so um I really like what I've experienced so far with these I've only taken one but um I'm excited to try it I would I would uh, my only recommendation would be to try it earlier in the day (laughs) because it can kind of wake you up. <laughs> but anyway, that's not bad when you're about to have sex, right? <laughs> you want to be awake. <laughs> so I guess that's a good thing. It just depends on your timing. Anyway, overall, I think this is a great experience and I love how they make it very easy for you to take the microdosed uh, portions. So check that out. What's your fave mat pot? Oh my
1: God. Well, first of all, you are giving such good recommendations. I'm like, I need this immediately. Immediately. I'm a very big, 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 big advocate of entheogens, especially psilocybin uh, with cannabis has totally saved and changed my life. And everything you just said is everything I want in my life right now. So
0: we'll have to talk
1: about that. Um, My favorite, (laughs) my favorite, not pot product right now. It's, it's, tough for me to really choose but right now i'm pretty obsessed with this pink himalayan rock salt lamp that i have and it's it doubles as a massage um, tool and device and i also use it within reiki for my clients because this lamp not only has just like a really lovely soothing glow that is you know great for i mean you can adjust it so that way it could be like a night light or it could be something that really brights up the room and gives something very soothing but also, these massage balls, like they are pure Himalayan rock salt, which is really great Ooh. for clearing out um, lower frequencies, you know uh, really keeps the vibration of the space very high, and you can use it on your own, you know to just gently massage um you know even just around your hands or holding it, meditating with them. Uh, It can be really grounding, and they can get very warm and toasty from the lamp, or you can have them cold. Uh, My clients absolutely love them, and I love them as well, and um, that's definitely my favorite. That's so nice.
0: Now Now I want a massage from you. (laughs) Can I transport? I mean, <laughs> it sounds great, right? I still haven't figured it out. I have one packed away from when I moved years ago, and it's somewhere in storage, and I have to take it out, because I couldn't figure it out when I first got it as a gift from someone. I was like, it's really cool, but you know, the whole pink Himalayan lamp was like, it was a brand new concept at the time, so I was just like, okay. I mean, it's cool looking, and now I understand it more, <laughs> but I don't know where it is. It's packed away somewhere. they will find um, it when you
1: need it most, I have no doubt.
0: <laughs> so switching gears a little bit, um, we talk a lot about accessibility on this show or the lack of accessibility rather. And you are also very vocal about this because it affects you personally. So can you share how the lack of inaccessibility at industry events has impacted you professionally?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, There's really not an aspect of the cannabis space professionally or personally that I feel I haven't been impacted by in some way when it comes to accessibility. I had a really big health journey, which has led to either and or financial, uh, certain financial um, limitations. Don't like to look at it as that, but in terms of what would be understood, you know, mostly globally right now in terms of what my experience has been um, and physically being uh, legally disabled and having a situation whereby, you know, not well enough or not having an opportunity to have the space and the events actually even, created for that so like is there proper places for people to rest and to have um, access to their own medicine and things like that i mean there's there's so many ways that these events are not accessible and i miss out massively uh by the cost by the fact that you know one can't necessarily travel with ease or how exhausting they are and there's not really these facilities um, or right. resources to protect you or to help you in any case no. of anything.
0: And I'm sure you get this a lot, not to cut you off, but I know there was a very big industry event recently. And every year, people say the same thing to me, like, you have to go, you have to go. Get a press pass. It, you know, it's not about the press pass, first of all, which actually isn't easy to get. <laughs> <laughs> the media passes. I mean, even if you could get that easily, let's just say that's not the issue. There is so much more to it, you know, and there are sensory issues and translation issues. And I mean, there's so many things they, that aren't even taken into consideration that when you go to give a reason why you can't go, it's like the This is a lot to unpack in a very small conversation. You know what I'm saying? Do you get that a lot?
1: I do. Um, I get that a lot. I mean, I used to, even when I was in 10 out of 10 pain and truly not Mm -hmm. understanding my neurodivergence and really honoring my neurodivergence and what my needs were, I would just go to every possible event that I could. My circumstances were also kind of different, but I felt like I had no choice, at the time. I thought if I don't go, I'm never going to find a way to help myself and others with this plant medicine. I'm never going to find my way into this industry, especially because these are pre-pandemic times. So, the concept of connecting the way that we do now from Clubhouse to you know, being more on Zoom, that wasn't as big of a thing, which seems like right. really, but it wasn't then. It right. wasn't I know, as- we
0: can't think of a time when that was. <laughs> It was
1: like no. just five years ago. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't happening. And now we have like incredible platforms like Event High and, and things like that, where they're offering these opportunities to do things virtually and connect in that way. But, you know, it's like, especially what you said, the stimulation, that's a very new awareness that I've had about myself is that. I would find myself getting super anxious <laughs> at events and I was like god why am I having everyone seems to be having the best time right now and I am like feeling pretty miserable and yet excited to be here what's going on and it's yeah there's there's really no reprieve uh there's no rest for you know the mind the eyes um there's not a lot of mindfulness that I find at a lot of events, unless you're specifically going to a cannabis event that is geared specifically within that. And even then, I don't think that's always taken account uh, no. for. Um, so it's, it's something that's necessary. Another big thing that I continue to encounter is bathrooms. So I am a trans non-binary person, and uh, basically every event, there's very rarely gender-neutral bathrooms. And that is something that can create a lot of stress for people. I've gone through, you know, I've been going through a medical transition. And so regardless of how I identify, I know what bathroom I can go to safely where people will not, you know, make as much of a fuss. But that's that's horrible that I even have to think about that. Uh, you know, I just want to go to the restroom.
0: <laughs> it is. That's exactly it. Like that you shouldn't even have to bring that up as, you know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's that kind of a thing. It's like trying to tell people all of the problems. It, it, then they think, oh, or they think, but, you know, they, they label you as being like difficult or whatever. And instead of just dealing with the issue <laughs> at hand, um, it's just... Blows my mind still that this industry, which is la- largely based on the fact that people need this plant to move, to talk, to <laughs> survive, and at every event, they still just leave out all of those people who need those basic aids, you know? Um, anyway, so there is a lot to unpack there, like I said. I mean, You're bringing something to the conversation that I don't even have any experience in. So therefore, we're uncovering even more in accessibility here, right? Um, But like in a bigger sense of the word, let's take events out of the equation. What do you think are some of the most significant gaps in accessibility in the Canvas space? Like professionally, what are you encountering?
1: Mm. Um. I'm going to be mindful of not saying names, even though people will figure probably this out. There was a very big company when I first moved to Los Angeles that was booming about six years ago, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit less, and it was looking very good and very exciting that I was going to be hired on, and I was essentially given an offer, and my offer was not only fiscally um not feasible for what the expectations were um Mm -hmm. how like which to be just transparent it was going to be a bud tender role um Mm -hmm. but more importantly it was they had basically no time off I believe it was like three days of like sick days and vacation days or something. Like it was a tiny, tiny, tiny amount. Now I had been incredibly transparent from the very beginning about what my needs were health wise um, Mm -hmm. and how this was not possible. And they were like, you know, they, I think raised the amount they were gonna pay me like a quarter and basically were like, here, is this better? And I'm like, no, are you (laughs) hearing me? Like, I don't have the, like, you're gonna, you're basically setting me up to get fired and because of the legalities and things, you don't have an HR in place to protect me. And I didn't end up taking that role. Um, It didn't take long for this company to eventually get massively under hot water for how they treated employees and many, many other things. Um, Ultimately, my desire is not to slam down a company, my desire is for change. Um, My desire is for anyone and everyone who wants to be a part of this incredibly powerful and important and beautiful industry, who wants to make it more loving and more beautiful and more healing, they need access in one way or another to participate. They deserve that. And patients and and professionals alike need to not have to fight in order to have these abilities. If they qualify or if they are in need, then that should be met because this is a plant that was placed here to help us. We have, all of us, an endocannabinoid system as well as our first children. And ultimately we are deeply connected. We have a bond with this plant and I believe that it is actually unjust for us to not have access to that, to anybody, in any way. right? And that includes professionally. I later had jobs in the industry of those roles, and I was fired, and nothing will ever come of that. I was fired over text message because I started to have emergency health issues again.
0: Mm. I am so sorry that happened to you. And I've had that happen in other spaces, not this one, specifically, mostly because I'm self-employed, but um, I have had people completely just ignore my boundaries that I set, you know, professionally, like, I I need these accommodations because, you know, of X, Y, Z, and they don't even consider it. Um, but... Yeah. And also, as far as access that you brought up about the plant, like this is something I will always harp on because it is very expensive to have a plant medicine routine, especially if you don't live in a place where they're practically giving away the cannabis. Right. <laughs> Some states is very cheap right now, but where where I am, it's not. And I have yet to see a real comprehensive employee program, um, and not even just employee, like people that want to hire you as a content writer or just as some as someone to help your business in some way, giving them a huge discount, and I'm talking more than your, you know, retail, like, worker discount, I'm not talking like 10 15%, like a huge discount, like, I, I would like it to be free, but, you know, that's... <laughs> probably going a bit far but how can you really first of all tell people how great the product is if you don't if you can't even afford it yourself but also if you're a company that is purporting to care about people in who need it uh for health reasons then why aren't you making it easier for them to access it like some kind of a health plan you know
1: <laughs> wouldn't agree more and actually i don't think that it's going too far to say that these spirits are to be free. And I, I, yes, that's a very bold statement because one says, well, then how does everyone get paid in this industry? We find a way around that, right? We find ways around um, it being free to access, for example, parks, and yet the people that run the parks get paid right? We have to remember that our government owns the patent to CBD. Why do we think that is? Okay. So there's a lot of waking that is required in order to really see what is actually blatantly in front of you. This is a powerful medicine. Powerful people are absolutely aware of how powerful this medicine is and how it opens people's minds and opens people's hearts and allows for them to access their awareness and their free will more than ever before. So the fact that the access is not as effortless when it comes to financial or even just receiving it and finding a way to have it, whether it's legally or by way of uh, experiencing a health journey where it's challenging to um, get it yourself or receive it, and anything in between there's very very clear reasons as to why that's happening and just remember that this is a plant that's been here much longer than us it connects to something that is in each one of our bodies you deserve to have this medicine you deserve right. to connect with the spirit it's for you it helps to Have your whole body function, all of your biggest systems in your body function best by that endocannabinoid system working well.
0: You're so smart. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. That that was just great. I loved it. That's. I'm so excited to have you on. If you can't tell, it's why I'm like stumbling my words so much because I just love everything that comes out of your mouth. All right. Um, So. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, at least that I hear. I don't hear you all day long, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I appreciate that.
0: Um, so not switching gears, but kind of. It's in the same vicinity, but we're going to be talking about a different experience that you had. Um, you recently had an issue with a pretty big delivery service for their inaccessibility. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Oh, 100%. No, this time we're talking names because this is now public information. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and again, I want to be extremely clear that I am coming with unconditional love here. I do not want this to be a teardown. This is not productive. Right. Uh, what's productive is leaders in the company listening and creating changes that impact people and us celebrating where we go from there. If we continue, in my belief, to shame various decisions that are made, it makes it very difficult to have a conversation with love and for Mm -hmm. someone to hear it and for changes to be made, right? Because when we are pushed against, when we are talked down to, we don't want to listen, right? That's just like inherently a human behavior. So the reality of the situation is that for quite some time now, I have been a patient and consumer of the delivery service Ease. And I was in my round two of having COVID very recently, and I um, had expressed to the service that... I really wanted, I mean, and usually they would come to my door anyway, but that I really needed them to come to my door because I was dealing with COVID round two, uh, but that I had tested negative and I would, you know, wear a mask, um, and basically just kind of peer my hand out to hand out my ID and everything. Sure. And I'm, I'm waiting for my plant spirit to arrive and I had virtually nothing left and I was feeling truly terrible. I couldn't even believe that I was negative because of how terrible I was feeling, I couldn't even really stand. Um, And I live alone currently, so there was truly no one who was going to be able to help me with this or to necessarily procure this for me. And suddenly I get a message uh, from the delivery driver that they're here and they cannot find parking and they're refusing to get the effort to... um, To deal with parking and to actually come and bring me the medicine i said well i your delivery service i'm using you because of my health journey and because of uh i have covid right now but i've just tested negative it's just that i'm still dealing with all the circumstances like i assure you i can show you my negative test you know if you want whatever um and they refuse to come in and then i get a message that my delivery is canceled that they cannot deliver to me because of COVID protocols um, and whatever else. And I was shocked. I was completely shocked. This, to me, was a new level. And at the very beginning of the pandemic, there was this challenge because of the legalities having to do with... um, you know, being able to pay with a card or paying able, you know, to pay with cash. I mean, there's all of these different restrictions, especially depending on what county or what city or what state you're in or all of the above for most of us um, in California. It's like very restricted based on very specific locally to where you are, um, crossed over with the federal restrictions. And so, you know, that and initially it wasn't considered essential, which was madness. And then they finally said, okay, it is an essential thing. And so they made it a little bit easier for delivery services. I've had no problem in that regard with ease before. And I was incredibly upset and disappointed. And not only for myself and how I was feeling, also thinking about everyone else who is in this need and understanding how big this company is and how widespread it is. and. You know, so immediately I was like, I was so sick that I didn't even have the energy, honestly, and the bandwidth to address this on social media. Like I had completely unplugged. I was basically sleeping 16 to 20 hours a day. And I reached out to Maggie and I was like, you're not going (laughs) to believe what happened. And she was like, this is unacceptable. And she took to Twitter in a very vague way, um, which I, you know, I said was (laughs) totally fine. I'm only um, laughing and-
0: because she sent me a voice note like right when she did it so I was like oh <laughs> I knew exactly oh, what she, she was talking yeah. about
1: <laughs> behind the scenes info <laughs> um that's very Maggie <laughs> I love you Max I so- yeah. uh, love her so much and so um ultimately I like get this notification because it's from Maggie and I see also like whatever, the first couple of words, I was like, wait a minute, this sounds like it's about me. So I go go to check, and I proceed to respond. Uh, If I recall correctly, I shared some screen grabs. This is on Twitter, and you can follow this with, uh, I believe she was using her metaphysical AF Twitter, and then my Twitter handle would be Tranibus Chi. Um, And we eventually got a response from i believe either the ceo or one of the founders of ease uh apologizing public all well, sort of sort of apolog- kind of a happy apology but i'll take it um yeah. <laughs> like you know i it's brave to tweet it it's brave to respond i honor that i honor and i respect that deeply um however still waiting to see what happens uh it's been quite a few weeks now and the response was essentially you know we're sorry this happened. We're aware of this policy change. We're rewriting it right now, and it's like, but wait a minute! I had COVID before. This was not an issue. Like, what do you mean this is a policy, you know, change? Like, you know, but the response what that I had was okay. You know, thank you. We're 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 standing by, uh, waiting for this. Thank you for addressing it, and I um, have not attempted to order since. I'm curious to see what's happened, you know, if they've changed anything, I'm surprised that they wouldn't think to reach back out. Um I haven't seen anything publicly that's been stated, so that's a concern right there.
0: Absolutely, and I'm so thank you so much for bringing that up and for having the courage to talk about it publicly uh because these big companies think they can just go around being so inaccessible, but especially a delivery service in the cannabis industry, like that is your whole thing, right? (laughs) So why wouldn't you try to do everything you can to make sure that you're accessible to people who are sick? Because as a chronically ill person, I know what it feels like when you don't have access to your medicine. I mean, people see you certain way so they think that you're you're pretty much fine you're dealing with things but you're pretty much fine right because it's that whole like you don't look sick thing but people don't see you crawling on the floor and you know writhing in pain and or like in the fetal position you know what I'm saying like they don't see that they just see like when you have your makeup on or when you're looking halfway decent and you're online so they think it's okay you're fine, you know, but they don't think about all of these other things. Like what if you don't have access to your medicine? It's not just like a la da sort of <laughs> thing for peop- certain people, right? A la See, da See, my words aren't working today, which is because my neurodivergence is uh, kicking in very strongly today. But you get what I mean by that, right? Like people mm-hmm. kind of perceive that everything is fine because... For some people, all they do is smoke when they want to, you know, some people is, I just want to use this on the weekend and that's fine. But for some people, we need that to be able to function and <laughs> every day. So, yeah.
1: One thousand <laughs> percent.
0: I'm just so grateful to you because you are always calling these things out and you do it a lot more eloquently than I've been able to lately. So I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate everything that you do. Um, Before we end this episode, do you have any calls to action and where can people find you?
1: Thank you. Uh, I would say that my call to action is to go look into the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself three times Mm. and do that every single rising. Uh, And, do it with your whole heart, and if you uh don't feel comfortable looking in the mirror, or that is not something that is accessible for you, then simply reflect inward and tell yourself, "I love myself. I love myself. I love myself." Or "We love ourselves. We love ourselves. We love ourselves." Whatever pronouns resonate with you, so that way you are feeding that unconditional love into your world. Because my purpose is anchoring in. The remembrance of unconditional love back into Gaia and the collective. And mm. so by you doing this, by you experiencing unconditional love within yourself, you express that and reflect that. And when we love ourselves unconditionally, we love all unconditionally. And when we love all unconditionally, then we live in the exact world that we wish to truly create. And it's one that is certainly much more accessible and enjoyable than this one. And you can find me at Tranibus Chi essentially everywhere and anywhere, or Jamie London Wahlberg. And I am honored to receive you. TranibusGi.com or Heal.me slash Tranibus Chi are where you can get a hold of sessions, and I'd be honored to serve you. Thank you so much, Diana, for having me. This is a true honor.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you. I was going to say, uh, maybe you just should take over this podcast, but I know, um, <laughs> no, but 100%. I know you already have so many ways because you do an IG live, right? And you have a lot of other ways for people to hear your beautiful words. So um, I really recommend finding <laughs> finding you. I recommend people finding you. Um, yeah, go to those places and. Thank you again uh, for spending your time with me today, Jamie. And until next time, stay high and beautiful. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Mitra Gaia, the top rated Kratom online supplier with same day shipping and an amazing customer loyalty program. They also offer double points on Wednesdays, and listeners can get 10% off by using the code YHPOD. That's YHPOD on Mitragaya.com.